1: on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Yeah, let me just continue with that thought for a moment. So I said to Wide Awake, Jim, I mean, let's take Adolf Hitler, just just based on the official narrative. I'm not going into history and breaking this apart, but on the official narrative, do you think that Adolf Hitler thought he was evil? Did he stand in front of a mirror and say, I'm going to do very evil things, or did he stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm going to save the Germans, I'm going to save the Aryan race, whatever it is, and so in his mind... You know, he thought he was doing good, right? And so he was willing to kill people, willing to exterminate people, willing to run experiments on people, whatever it may be, in order to reach this end, right? So he believed that the... Uh, and justified the means right so maybe he thought he was doing good I said uh, Jim brought up Charles Manson I said I don't know I mean maybe Charles Manson really thought he was Jesus and he was doing good and whatever his twisted mind was saying again I'm talking about the official narrative we're not breaking this down into you know all the real stuff that occurred but do you think he thought he was good he said well what about Jeffrey Dahmer I said no I don't know because Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't really leading a group of people he wasn't really leading a cult you know he just lured young men to his house drugged them killed them and then ate them so maybe he looked in the mirror every day saying to himself uh i'm an evil dude i probably have some problems i don't know folks i don't know it's something interesting to think about though but when i see them say social progress is a higher law than equality They must believe there's something good in that, the eradication of the vicious and the inefficient. So they want to go out there and just, you know, kill everyone they deem to be criminals, you know, outside the norms of society. And then everyone else who just... Is inefficient at work. Like, so if you have a guy who's not good at stocking shelves at the grocery store, you just bring him out in an alleyway and shoot him in the head. I mean, this is the way these guys thought. And so it's something to think about because if they believe they are good and they don't believe they are evil, then they're actually more dangerous than you could even imagine, folks. All right, let me talk about solutions real quick because I was texting back and forth with Dan Golbach today and the work he was doing on FTX and we were talking quickly because Dan gets frustrated sometimes and he's in his, I think, late 50s. Uh, He's got some health issues and stuff that's been going on for years and he takes care of himself and he goes out hiking and he goes out shooting his guns and everything. Uh, He's very active. He goes out, he plays his uh, guitar plays his music he performs at venues uh for a living he's always out there doing his thing ladies and gentlemen but he was talking about wanting to continue to spread the word uh even if he wakes up a few people he'd give his life to be able to do that he wants to warn people like his son he wants to warn people like my son he wants to make a difference and so I said to him, we've slowly been talking about solutions on the Dust and Gold Standard. I'm working on some solution shows coming up. A friend of mine, Farmer Carol, who we buy a lot of our vegetables from to supplement our own gardens, she's going to come on the show. I just saw her today. So her season, she said, finally wraps up last week of uh, December. And then she's gonna come on and do a show all about gardening with human um, in line with nature, uh, farming in line with nature. And then she's gonna come on in the spring when she has the farm back up and running. And I'm gonna do a video walkthrough and she's gonna show us how she had set up her homestead farm, which is gonna be quite interesting. These are all part of solutions, but I said to Dan, I'm gonna work on a series of solution discussions with Mike Moore, Maria Albanese, hopefully legal man wide awake gym and hopefully some of you will join in but there's really only a few things that could be done now one you could keep spreading the gospel right keep going out there and talking to people about this stuff try to further educate those that are interested in this some of the folks that you know that may be willing to be woken up wake them up to this uh the other thing is that's the most important right now is beginning to insulate yourself. So if we truly believe that CBDC is coming, a carbon credit based CBDC, you have to think seriously about any investments you have today, whether you have money tied up in 401ks, IRAs, uh, stocks, things of that nature, a bunch of money sitting in a checking account or savings account, because that's the stuff that, um, I think is in danger. Now, I'm not in finance. I'm not in investments. I can't give out advice. Wide awake, Jim, he's in the, uh, uh, royalties, the oil and gas royalties business, but he can't technically give out advice on what to do with your money. And there's not one person who's going to be able to tell you what to do because everybody's in a different situation. But I would say the run-of-the-mill financial advisors at Charles Schwab and such probably aren't looking out for your best interest. So you have to start to think about what you're going to do with this money because God forbid the government does seize it or they do tell you they're going to trade it in for CBDC. You know, you're going to get 70% of the value back in CBDC or whatever. If you had turned that stuff into tangible assets, and all of us are in different situations, but I think if you're running on the mindset, because I'm not anymore, that Yours, like If I'm 41, so if I'm like, listen, I'm saving uh, this amount towards my retirement and it's making X amount of uh, return, X percentage of return in my 401k and I'm going to have this amount of money when I'm 67 years old and then I'm going to get my social security check and by that time I'll own my property outright and then I'm going to sell that and then I'm going to move to Disney World and play golf for the rest of my life. I mean, I think if you're operating on that model that's probably not good i think you have to start to think differently now you know you have to start to think is it worth getting a big piece of property you're going to invest in if you have some cash is it worth buying some guns and ammo something you can use and or trade later You know, if you bought, if you had a big garage and you bought 10,000 cases of water that are $3.50 today, well, if inflation continues to rise, can you sell those to your neighbors for $6 next year and at least be able to keep up with inflation? Can you get a bunch of goods that you can store and then use to barter with for other goods? Like, so if you're in this organic farmer network that we put ourselves in here, you can barter and trade with people. Farmer can. Carol does this all the time. So she might grow figs, and then she gives the figs to another farmer who has the ability to turn those into some sort of a jam, and then she might get back 25% of the fig jam and trade for the figs she gave them. So you have to start to think creatively about this stuff. So I think you have to try to figure out how you're going to insulate yourself. If you just had kids, right, like I just did, you need to be planning for in five years from now homeschooling your kid starting to do research on that now never planning on putting the kid into daycare or putting it into pre-k or putting it into the public indoctrination system I think you have to plan ahead for that kind of stuff if you have a baby on the way maybe you do what we did start looking at a midwife or a doula doing a home birth staying out of the Rockefeller medical industrial complex so these are all things that you can do in your personal life Start to downsize, downsize and pay off debt. You know, I just started looking again today at some properties out in West Virginia because one of our midwives was over and she bought five years ago with her husband in a really good area in West Virginia. So she's not too far from civilization. But they got three acres with, uh, you know, a 1,500 square foot 1950s house. They bought it for $150,000, they doubled the size of the house did some repairs, cleaned up the yard. They've got a total of less than 300 into this thing. And so around here where I live, 45 minutes from where she is, if you bought a three-level townhouse, like literally a row home connected to fifty homes on either side, they're like seven hundred thousand dollars. So you can start to look to make moves. Let's say you're in a McMansion type suburb, and you can sell your house still for five, six, seven hundred, and be able to then go buy three, four, five, ten acres out in West Virginia, Western PA, Tennessee, somewhere, something like that, for half the money and that don't have a big McMansion, like build a regular little house, and then you'll have some cash in your pocket. So there's some things like that you can start to do to insulate yourself and put your cash into things like property, something you can actually utilize. Because if you take your money out of the bank, people ask me all the time, should I do that and bury it in my backyard? Well, you could take a $100,000 right now, put it in a box and bury it in your backyard. But if one year from Now, inflation renders that $100,000 down to $75,000 in buying power. You just lost 25% of that money that you hid in your backyard. So you have to start thinking creatively. You have to start thinking about this. And you also have to realize that the rug pull is coming at some point. At some point, they're going to pull the rug, and there isn't going to be a recovery. So if you had your money tied up in Tesla stock because you believed that was going to boom and all of a sudden now it's down, you have to say, are you going to operate off the old mindset and say, let me ride this out for another three, four, five years and it's going to come back? Or are you eventually going to just cut your losses, take that money that you have and put it into something else? Those are the things I believe you need to start thinking about. The other thing would be starting to learn a skill if you don't have one that you could use in an off-the-grid, half-Amish fashion. So if you're a computer programmer, right, maybe you want to start to learn how to be a gunsmith, or maybe you want to learn how to do blacksmithing, or maybe you want to learn how to smoke meats or churn butter, or learn a skill that if we end up off the grid, or you end up in a half-Amish-type community, or you want to be able to barter on the side in a black market. Market, if CBDC comes into effect, you actually have a skill that's not something that's like a technological skill that you can only sell inside of the matrix. So these are the kind of things you can start to do in your own personal life folks that's what I would be thinking about that's what I'm personally thinking about in between this show is how can I build a set of skills that I could use outside of the system God forbid they just come in and they shut all the podcasts down and I can't get web design work because none of that matters anymore okay well what am I going to do now I have some skills I could fall back on but some things I need to perfect I need to practice so I may start working those into my daily routine, spending a half hour, an hour a day starting to perfect some of these skills. So if I decide to move out to West Virginia to an area where maybe I can barter with people, nobody's going to care about me building them a website. But if I say, hey, I've got a huge smoker, I know how to smoke Polish Kobasa, and you have... Pigs. So if you give me 500 pounds of pork, I will turn it into 500 pounds of kielbasa and I get to keep 100 pounds of that. You know, things like that that you can actually do in barter and that kibasa I get now becomes food for my family. I don't need the cash. I don't need to make money in website work to get those food coupons, those dollars or that CBC, CBDC token in order to buy food because I just got my food by trading with somebody, by bartering with somebody. So start to think like that. I know it's difficult and sometimes it feels disheartening because you're starting to admit defeat, but it's not really defeat. Start to think about this is actually true freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back this and Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on PING.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks. So as we're talking about solutions, and I'm just going to talk a little bit more about this because it's the weekend and we got to have a little bit of hope here, but we have to be realistic about what our options are. You know, what our solutions are going to be to these problems that we face, folks. And so the first one, as I said, is educate, right? Educate as many people around you as you can. Only the ones who want to be educated, though. Don't bang your head against the wall trying to educate people that don't want to be educated. Otherwise, it's you're just wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. All right, number two, insulate, right? So begin to insulate yourself. Figure out the things you can do, uh, how you can start to uh, take your uh, investments out of certain places that are riskier, figure out when the rug pull is coming, and if you should just... Cut your losses, get out, move that money around, figure out if you should put your money into more tangible, more physical objects that maybe you could barter, you could sell later on, stuff that's going to keep up with inflation and hold its value. So educate and insulate. The third one is separate. All right, start to think about separating yourself from the rest of society. I'm talking about these highly populated areas. If you live in a city, you know, in an urban area, even in a densely populated uh, suburb, uh, as I mentioned earlier, under insulate, maybe start to think about, can you sell your house? Uh, even if you're renting, can you move out to a more rural area and rent a house out there? Um, the situation I'm in right now because uh, my divorce, I'm still sort of recovering and rebuilding from that situation. I rented a house really on the outskirts of suburban into rural area. The next move is to get a piece of property in a more rural area, the piece of property we have in Poland that's very rural. So begin to figure out how to separate yourself from these highly populated areas because I don't believe that there is ever going to be an armed revolution against the system because I don't believe there's enough people that even understand what's actually going on. I don't believe there's people that actually understand we're under a technocracy. The culture is technocracy. They've socially engineered us into technocracy, that there will ever be enough people and that those people could actually organize to revolt against the system. What I'm talking about is if the elites, because they are very intelligent, and they move at a snail's pace. But if they want to provoke an armed revolution or they want to provoke armed chaos, they could very well do that. And you don't want to necessarily be in a densely populated area when that goes down, folks. So start to think about separate. Can you move out to a big piece of land? Maybe you can work a deal. There's farmers that actually will let you come and live on their property. There's some websites where you can find these types of opportunities if you're younger if you're single and you're looking for a way to get out of the city you know can you work remotely uh, if you can't at your current job can you find another job that lets you work remotely take advantage of COVID land the high school theater production figure out how to work remotely my wife she works for a law firm she's been there a number of years and when COVID land happened she went remote she did a really good job her boss ended up saying hey you never have to come back to the office so she has talked to her boss uh when she she moved here she's like an hour away from her office he basically told her she can go anywhere she wants so um that's a great thing they're a young couple that owns this law firm as long as regulations and laws don't change in the area she's in she's safe for a job for quite a long time when i decided what i was going to do coming out of the divorce I had always worked for myself, but I decided when I moved here that I wasn't going to start a business that started building a customer base in this area. I wanted to do something that allowed me to be remote and I could go anywhere in the world and do my job. So for instance, if this podcast is successful, then I could be in Poland. I could be anywhere and do the podcast. I don't have to be locked into one area because I don't have a physical office or I don't have customers I have to meet with within a 50-mile radius. So start to think that way. Can you use your skills and start a consulting business that you can operate online or something like that? Something where you can separate yourself from these highly densely populated areas. So educate, insulate, separate. And number four is congregate, right? So one of the things I'm going to have a series of conversations about is the possibility. And I'm not saying Let's do this tomorrow. Some of you actually already emailed me and told me you'd be interested. But at some point, there would have to be someone who wants to take charge of a project like this. But congregate would be instead of you or me... Or any of us going out and buying 3, 4, 10, 20, 50 acres out in the middle of West Virginia and trying to set up a homestead all by ourselves. Some people can't do that. You know, I've talked to friends at the show that just say, I'm 65 years old. I can't go be a farmer right now. I don't want to learn farming. I would love to live in that type of community. I'd love to buy food from the farmers, but I can't be a farmer. I'm not going to go learn how to do that at 65 years old. So there are ideas about congregating and setting up sort of a breakaway civilization. I call it a half Amish community. I had an idea at the beginning of COVID Land, the high school theater production when I was in Tennessee. And I started having to do gig work there. That's when I ran around and did Instacart. And so I was delivering out in the suburbs of Nashville and I saw all these Big, huge golf course communities. They were a huge thing 25, 30 years ago. Well, I started doing research on them and found out that they started dying off the last 10 years. And they've been having trouble keeping them up because young people or younger people move into those subdivisions and then they refuse to pay the HOA fees, the Homeowners Association fees on the golf courses. And so the golf courses end up getting run down. So certain developers over the years would try to buy up these uh, subdivisions they come in make offers to buy all the homes and then they renovated them and turn them into active living communities where they put walking trails and a yoga center really trendy stuff right so I had this idea about what about one that's a community built around a sustainable farm so you bring in someone like my friend Farmer Carol Who comes in and turns the whole entire golf course, all that public property, into a giant organic farm. And then everyone who buys, let's say there's 200 houses in this subdivision. And everyone who buys a house ends up owning a piece of the farm. And then they would get a share of all the vegetables, the fruits, the uh, meat that comes off of that farm. If they didn't want it, they could basically push it back into the community pot and make some money off of it. And so if you could end up generating 70-80% of the food that you consume off of this farm that's managed, you know, within this community, it's inside this community, but you don't necessarily have to go out and farm, but you can get access to it and you own a share of it because you own a house inside this community, right? So it's not David Crash because it's not Dustin owning it and you coming and living uh, on my property. You actually own a piece of the property and you own a piece of the farm. So I had mentioned it a couple of times to Farmer Carol, then had a conversation with her about it today. And she said there's actually some properties out in California that operate this way. She's going to talk about them on the show. And she said, it's a really good idea. And she said, if you were actually talking about a golf course style community renovated into a sustainable farm community, she said, let's say there was 200 homes, not only would you be able to supply 80% of what the people that live there consume for food, you know, because you're obviously not making Cheerios and Twinkies. If you want those, you have to go to the store and buy them. She said, you can also generate more food and actually sell that food out like, through a farmer's market or sell it through a stand and actually generate additional income that would go back to the people that actually live inside of that community. So I'm going to do a series of shows. There's a developer I know that I'm going to bring on and talk about this, some finance people, some real estate people, Farmer Carol. But it's one of these type of projects where, you would have to spend your time actually putting this together. Very similar, some of you have talked to or listened to The Hot Wire with Wide Awake Jim where he talks about the oil and gas royalties. You know, that's his business. He knows how to acquire mineral rights to properties and then how to break that up and break the deeds up and then sell the deeds uh, to people as investments. You'd actually have to build this as a business. Now, I don't think what would happen, let's say there was a 100... families that were interested in this. I just don't think it could be ruled by committee. Every project that I've worked on as a creative in my career, every time something is ruled by committee, it just never gets done. So I'd see this as someone who's sort of a developer mindset who says, let's build it. They put the plans together and then they have to have the financing to go out and buy the property. If it's a raw piece of land or they have to have the money to go make offers and buy out the subdivision and then basically Start to uh, pitch it and sell people pieces of property. But I think that's a very good idea. So that's educate, right? Insulate, separate, and congregate. And then the final one that I want to talk about is accelerate. And I think we have to put our foot on the accelerator. These guys, for some reason, are coming at us at warp speed, just like Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed, Operation Warp Speed. Well, warp speed is real. For some reason they are trying to accelerate. And so we have to accelerate. So you have to accelerate your education of others. Accelerate insulating yourself. Accelerate your plan for separation. And accelerate your ideas for congregation if you want to start to think about building some kind of a community where a bunch of us could move to. And say, hey, we're going to do this uh, giant sort of I don't want to say a commune, but this big community owned uh development this community-owned farm so we have to step on the accelerator that's why i've been doing one show a day seven days a week for the last couple of months short of taking those five days off because i'm accelerating my content because i think i need to talk more about this stuff right now there has to be someone who's willing to talk about this uh 14 hours a week and i am upping this i'm going to be doing more shows more interviews more specials because we need to get the word out there folks so my plan right now is one educate two insulate three separate four congregate and five accelerate and these are the basics for real world solutions instead of us just dreaming and hoping and praying we have to start to do something and you have to recognize that the rug pull is coming and that these people are coming for everything so we can't stop Like Keep up this mindset that everything is just going to fix itself, that we're going to go back to normal. No, we're in the new normal, we're in Build Back Better, we're in the Great Reset, we're in the fourth industrial revolution, and we're under a technocracy. The culture is already here. They've socially engineered the majority of people, the vast majority of people, 99.9% of people, into technocracy, and even people that believe they're woke to all of this, whether they come from the right or come from the left, they're not really, folks. They don't understand what is actually happening to us. So, again, educate, insulate, separate, congregate. And accelerate. So, ladies and gentlemen, think about that over the break because I think it is very valuable and it's very realistic. It's a realistic little plan that you can start off with as you start to think about these things and how you're going to make changes in your life. And if you have ideas, feel free to reach out to me at gold at pain.tv or join pain.tv slash gold and DM me there and say that you want to come on the show and talk about some of the solutions. Solutions that you are coming up with in your personal life. Think about it in the context of educate, insulate, separate, congregate, and most importantly, accelerate. It's time to put your foot on the gas, folks. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Goal!